Adolin did have one point. A high prince being murdered was unlikely to be random chance. There were no signs of Sadius' Shardblade Oathbringer being used by anyone. Not even a rumor of it. Maybe the second death is kind of a decoy, Shalon thought, rifling through the report again. An attempt to make it seem like random attacks. No, that was too convoluted, and she had no more evidence of it than Adel Adolin had for his theory. That did leave her thinking. Maybe everyone was paying attention to these two deaths because they'd happened to important light eyes. Could there be other deaths they hadn't noticed because they'd happened to, like, less prominent individuals? If a beggar had been found in Adolin's proverbial back alley behind a pub, would anyone have remarked upon it? Even if he'd been stabbed through the eye? I need to get out there, among them, and see what I can find. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 14 and 15 of Oathbringer. Um, it's going to be a pretty small episode. Uh, these two chapters are pretty small, and whenever I formatted them, I don't think I realized how tiny they were. Um, though, when I tried to restructure things, um, it didn't really make sense to put them anywhere else, or the episodes would be too long. So, we're getting a nice, cute mini-zode today. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you've caught up on your reading, and or that you've picked the right episode. Uh, we wouldn't want you to be um, spoiled and left behind but we would want you to be enjoying the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he asked me to call him Brightness Radiant. Uh, I don't think that's going to end up being a problem in the future. It's Jack. What's up? <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? I am very good. Um, Mr. We, Radiant. Miss, you, 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 sound, you sound a little radiant I today. am. Uh, you, can, you may call me Bright Lord. Um, <laughs> um, I'm surprised you didn't want to be called High King. Yes. Um, no, that was last week's joke. Um, this week <laughs> is the creation of a new disguise. Um, what do we think about Radiant? Well, I that's my question to you. Because I know what yeah. I think about it, but I want to know what you think about it. Well... I've got lots to say about it. It's the second chapter, I believe, that we're covering. Yeah, yeah, chapter 15. But the yeah. arrival of Radiant is, I don't know, it's kind of speaking to, okay, so on a surface level, yeah. with regards to Shallan, mm -hmm. like Shallan splintering and shattering into all these different personalities mm -hmm. and, and people, it it's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and... <laughs> I guess I guess I would say this. It's exciting, but I'm concerned. Right. Um, I am concerned. I would say I'm concerned about the fragmentation of this character of Shalon. I'm I'm concerned about her losing herself. Right. In this journey, like it's it's very emotional when Radiant arrives because somewhat like Vale, it's to it's to help her through what she's going through. Right. She can't 
carry the sword without radiant. I would say that uh, brightness radiant you know? is exactly that. Um, I would say yeah. veil is more utility. Um, like she created veil in order to be able to get in with the ghost bloods. Yes. She created her because That's she true. needed her, but yeah. not like in an emotional let's cope with my life type of way. But right. this here, not being able to hold the sword, but you know who could hold the sword? A radiant, maybe we'll call her brightness radiant, will yeah. model her after Yasna as much as possible. Mm-hmm. It's funny because this is like a new, um, a new disguise for, uh, for Shalon, but it's not mm-hmm. a new disguise. She's been this disguise she was this disguise for a very long time in Words of Radiance when she started deciding to, yep. to, to mimic Yasna. I got to fake it till I make it. Yep. Right? So this isn't mm-hmm. anything new for her to act like Yasna. It's just now that Jack, and I'm going to say these words and I want you to get goosebumps. She is <laughs> given a name to it. Right. That's exactly what, dude, I was just going to say that. Right. It's, she, she gave it a name. Right. We have a name and it is, and I kind of like that the name is just Radiant. Yeah, it's like a title, like on, right? On the page. It's like two titles yeah. together. A brightness, because everyone would call brightness, it, oh, Radiant brightness, is like radiant. the title, yeah. but but Radiant is how it's referred to in the, in the text. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's really cool, but again, I can I can think it's really great, and again, bring in the whole you know thief skills and yeah. disguise kit mm-hmm. kind of component in terms of gameplay and stuff. I can geek out on that big time, but also when I just think about her and, and the reason behind the creation of these characters, these separate characters, Mm -hmm. it always just, it brings you back to, you know, the weight, the bridge that she carries. And, uh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. That trauma, like, oh, I, you know what, you know what it fascinates me is that she is astute enough to realize that, yes, I do need a way to be able to learn to use this sword practically. Mm -hmm. I cannot go about right. being who I am without being able to know how without. to use the sword properly. She could right. have very well said, you know what, Adolin? No, I'm not. I don't care about the sword. I am not dealing yeah. with it. I'm only going to take it out when I have to use the oath gate. Otherwise I'm not using yeah. it. But she realizes she's got a, such an important resource at her fingertips, literally in her mm-hmm. fingertips, the sword. Yeah. And it would mm-hmm. be silly of her not to learn how to use it. So the best Radiant way to learn becomes... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, well, well. Radiant becomes radiant becomes the protector and potentially the savior yeah. of pattern. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like because it, 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 because patterns like you're going to kill me. Right. Well, radiant wouldn't do that. No. You know, radiant sees things differently. Radiant has a different perspective. And it's funny because she's morally sort of the opposite of veil. Yes. She comes across, we only have one very small chapter of her yet, but Mm -hmm. in that chapter, you seem to think that she's probably like very honorable above board, would always do right. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I can't wait for you to get into this. This is what scares, this is what scares me. Shallan is becoming like one of those, you know, those pens that you can get with multicolors on them and you, (laughs) you like pull down on like, (laughs) you want to write in green. Did anyone ever use green? Did anyone ever use the green one? (laughs) Yes. Green. Of course. You always used it? Dude. Yeah, of course. Green. Come on. The teachers would never want you to write something in green. I know. I know. It's hard to read. You, you can barely read it. I just, yeah. I love the options. The point is, <laughs> Shalon with this multicolored personnel, it, what scares me is that it's going to be dependent on who's driving. Right. And you know, let's hope, who, 
let's hope that Shalon's the one who's driving. Well, see, this is it. I, I'm, yeah, I don't know. It, but again, what a f- an amazingly fascinating character. If yeah. we just think about Shalon so far, I know. it's only been two books and a pinch. And like, it's like, I'm just blown away. Right. She's, cra- uh, she's crazy awesome, right? What a complicated character. Ama- it's one character, bro. Yeah, like, I know. I, 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 I just laid out a bro. I had, it's, you can definitely bro me. Um, you've gone from dude, you've gone from dude to bro. You used to dude me, now you bro me. Um, she, I was going to, I considered letting you do a live read for chapter 15 for you to read oh, brightness rate, like the creation radiant, of this new persona yeah, or this cre- new dude, illusion. It, get, it was huge for me reading it mm-hmm. huge i should have wrote in my in the journal section there but i um, i'm glad i didn't do it i actually kind of asked i kind of threw it out to, to the discord server and the discord family mm-hmm. and i'm glad i decided not to like to let you read it because we wouldn't have had this in-depth conversation about it right now had you done a live read right like jasper's yeah, always saying like been... jasper wants these big moments he wants you to read them and yeah. to think about them and then to yeah. talk about them on the show as opposed to right. just reading them and going oh how am i supposed to respond to all this stuff right so right right because you can't capture that you're yeah that's a very good point I you get really to sit with it that, for a little but... bit and like really mull it mm-hmm. over so yeah well again it's it's brilliant it's amazing but i'm Concerned the multicolored pen. <laughs> get that pen out <laughs> that, of here. That she, that, get that, that green shit out of becoming. here. No one wants that. I I advocate for the green. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's let, let's start the cover. Yeah. Let's let's chapter do. 14, 14, Squires can't capture. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I really like this title. Mm-hmm, me too. Um. It begins with the excerpt, nice. and it is in this record. I I hold nothing back. I will try not to shy away from difficult topics or paint myself in a dishonestly heroic light. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find little clues just in that. And I, of course I can't and not really, but I, I was thinking about, you know, to try to figure out who this author is right. because we still, I still, I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, shy away from difficult topics. You know, are there any characters that do that currently? Mm-hmm that shy away from difficult topics or paint myself paint. I thought might've been a clue. Oh, like Shalon. Oh yeah. That's nice. I, I, so, so I, I was, you know, I I was just, you know, thinking like, okay, well, who is this? Mm -hmm. You know, who is, who is writing this? Um, one of the things that's great about this tiny little, um, shout, shouts to Papino excerpta is, um, Mm. that it says, I will try to not shy away from difficult topics and paint myself mm. in a dishonestly right. heroic uh, uh, right. light. So the author paint myself. is going to write about themselves in the book. Right. We weren't, we mm-hmm. didn't really know that yet. The preface always right. talked about the author, but not about what the book was going to be about. And the now we know matter. the subject matter is going to be about the author. So that's really cool to know. Right. I'm still kind of, I, I, it's up in the air. I mean, Yasna, you know, is it Oathbringer? Like, is it, we, we, we talked about is it the, this a little the bit. The pen is mightier than the sword. The pen, whole... the, the pen is the author or the, the sword is I the author. I love it. I love it. I hope um, it's true. I, you probably know already. Okay. <laughs> let's, let, let's begin the, the chapter. Kaladin crept through the rains in a wet uniform across the rocks, peeking at the trees at the Voidbringers. So I really like this. This mm-hmm. is Kaladin in scouting mode. Yeah. Which I really like. 
monstrous terrors from the mythological past, enemies of all that was right and good, destroyers who had laid waste to civilization countless times. And they were playing cards. Mm-hmm. Again, just a delight to read that. And they were playing cards. This? Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I it gonna... says it all. Well, it says it all. They're playing cards. They, they stole food. You know, it, it's what I I had been saying mm-hmm. with regards to, you know, this this broad brush, um, referring to them as void bringers. You know, they're back. They're mm-hmm. monstrous. They're mm-hmm. they're going to um to take over all the Alethi lands and all the lands in Roshar. They're a threat to us all. Yeah, I never I never bought into that. Right. I, I never did. Um, so I am hoping that my instinct there was correct. I think that, that, I think this chapter sort of proves it or at the very mm -hmm. least, not necessarily that you were correct, but that no, Yasna wasn't fully correct in her assessment. Right. Right. And she did, I mean, to give her, you know, the benefit, because I like, I like giving her the benefit. In case um, she's listening, in she, case Yasna's listening, we don't want to she's listening to me her. right now. Right. <laughs> she, um, she did want to further her study on the matter. Right. So, and I like thinking about Yasna as an individual who, um, would be willing to, uh, change her mind, her opinions as the more informed she became well she's a versatilian that's what she does right she goes back right. and re-examines things that people may have she's malcolm gladwell she literally right. goes back and does episodes of revisionist history looking at history right. and re-examining whether or not we got it all right or not and she's what she would strange... be willing to go back to read her own assessments and go maybe i got it wrong right right i was just thinking out loud here what a strange trajectory it would be for that character number one assuming that Assuming that Yasna is okay, is surviving, is coming back mm -hmm. to this story in mm -hmm. in a in a uh, uh, you know um, tangible sort of way, mm -hmm. um, if she is coming back, it, you know that could be part of her journey. Is she's this first Italian, and then what if there's a transition for her where she becomes something like an ardent, right? Something like a follower. Mm -hmm. Um. That could be a ain't nobody ain't nobody going to convince Yasna to to follow like no, for her to, to follow anybody. If anybody, if anything, people are going to follow Yasna. Like, let's be honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> she ain't giving up shit. Well, yeah. Oh, I, you should follow hope, us, Yasna. How about this? How about y'all follow me? <laughs> um, they're playing cards. What in damnation's depths? Kaladin thinks the Voidbringers had posted a single guard. It could be a decoy, he thinks. Kaladin mm -hmm. uh, had assumed, figuring that he would find the true guard watching from the heights of the trees. If there was a hidden guard, though, Kaladin had missed spotting them. Mm -hmm. The dim light was serving him well. Between the trees, they had stretched out tarps that were leaking horribly. In one place, they'd made a proper tent fully enclosed with walls, and he couldn't see what was inside. So many of them sat out in the rain. I kind of almost thought that was interesting too, that they're, they're a little exposed, but it could just be that they're poorly supplied. Mm -hmm. All they had to do was notice that these bushes had drawn in their leaves at his touch for them to know that he was there. Right. So it's kind of tense. It's, it shows a little bit about 
about who these people are that he's watching, that they are mm-hmm. not knowledgeable enough in the flora or in the fauna to know, right. um, no, it's flora. Mm. Um, flora, if, if yeah, you're talking about the plant, to, to, yeah. to know well enough in the flora that his presence is making that bush react differently, right? right. They don't even know. They have no idea. Nobody looked, it says here, fortunately. Sill lands on his arm, hands on her hips, and she surveys the Voidbringers. One of them had a set of wooden Herdazian cards, and he had sat at the edge of the camp. A female sat opposite. They looked different from what he had expected. For one thing, their skin was a different shade. Many parchment here in Althkar had marbled white and red skin, mm-hmm. rather than the deep red on black like Relaine from Bridge Four. They didn't wear war form, though, neither did they wear some terrible, powerful form. Their only carapace ran along the sides of their forearms and jutting out at their temples. So which, which form is that? So that's what I want to ask you. I was, tr- I was trying to get clear on the forms, and I thought, well, hang on, that was not war form. Right. Is this something new, or? We don't really know. Okay. Cal doesn't know enough about the forms to be able to describe to us what he's seeing. Only carapace on the forearms okay. side of their heads. They have a head yeah. full of hair. We should probably yes, know someone who's more of a Rosharian scholar, like one of our listeners probably knows exactly what form <laughs> this is. Um, mm. It probably is work form, which is an g- upgrade from what the dull form? forms they were right. when they were right. parchment, right? So mm-hmm. at the very least, they've gone up a level. They've like leveled up in a form that is <laughs> able form, to even form. consider let's play cards or, you know, there's, there's mm. something. I remember with the, the information that Cal got before he came here was that yeah. not all of them were super different. There was a couple who no. were vastly different and they were kind of the ones in charge. So. Right, all of these right. parchment, all of these, uh, whatever void bringers, whoever these people, these people are now, they're not all the same. So these ones that he's looking at are in this form, which potentially is maybe work form. Um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean this whole group of them are going to be of the same form. That's true too. Right. Yeah. Just who he's noticing here. Right. Well, they, they, they're still wearing their simple slave smocks. They had no red eyes. Mm-hmm. Did that change perhaps like his own eyes? Hmm. That's interesting. Like, is that something that goes in flux? Like they're just regular. Yeah. And then when they, when they void out right. or whatever it is, when they hulk out, yeah. maybe they get they red get eyes. They get the red eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what he's thinking, right? Yeah. I really, oh man, I, I didn't really think on that enough when I first read it about how Kaladin has gone through a change of eyes mm-hmm. and, and they are too. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause he's a light eyes when he's in the throes of using the sill blade and using stormlight. Right. But right now, yeah. just as a regular dude creeping around these bushes, his eyes are dark. Right. right? So his a dark eyes. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's neat. Again, just the similarities between the peoples, the characters. Mm-hmm. There for the sure world. is. And I think that Sanderson is drawing those similarities on purpose for us. Right. It's amazing. It just never ends yeah. how many lines you can draw between um, what's going on between these peoples. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, 
Okay, the male finally placed a card on the rock. And the, the female says, can you do that? I think so. You said squires can't capture. Unless another card of mine is touching yours, the male said, scratching at his beard. I think? Kaladin felt cold, like the rainwater was seeping in through his skin, penetrating all the way to his blood and washing through him. So, man, I just got to say, they spoke like a lethe, not a hint of an accent. Right. This line here where it says the rainwater felt like it felt like rainwater seeping through him, penetrating all the way into his blood, washing through him. I kind of felt like the 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 word washing was kind of like his opinion on them. Mm -hmm. Like he was being changed, cleansed, if you will. From seeing them play cards. Yeah, of prior He's, notions you know what I mean? of what he was expecting. Yeah, like being fearful mm -hmm. and these, you know, the, they, they are the void bringers, no doubt. Yeah. Um, they, they're the problems. It's the other, mm -hmm. the, the whole concept of them. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just read into that a little bit with the, and I was, because my opinion, of course, has um, been changing and been, been hopeful of this moment mm -hmm. like i'm i'm so glad to have this scouting bit with kaladin mm -hmm. because i feel like i feel like it's me trying to verify well this is this is this, a, this, this is what you've waited for for two books now is yeah, a scene like this where a yeah. character is all like wait a minute everything we know about what's supposed to happen is not necessarily right right yeah and we've had little leanings of this in this book so far, right? You know, mm -hmm. Dalinar, yes. uh, Kaladin hearing about them stealing the grain, Dalinar hearing the reports right. from the other countries, like, wait, they're not acting, they're wait, negotiating, they're not attacking. they can write contracts. Right. So negotiating, like, yeah. right. So like, there's these little things and now Kaladin is in front of them and they're trying to play cards. They're trying to play a non-parchment <laughs> activity of playing cards. Oh, and even on that Right. I'm so glad you said that because I want to bring that up. The fact that they're playing this nice Herdazian right. set, it's kind of like, you know, it's like you're being, you know, intercontinental. Like, right. you're, you know, if, if they were this void bringing, you know, race of, of being, they'd have their own game. W would be, yeah, they'd have their own like culture. Like skull that they would, rolling not, or not, something where they just toss skulls yeah. against a wall and <laughs> whichever one. I'm not going to play with these Herdazian cards. Right. But yeah, exactly. I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I wanted to address that right. issue. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's it's a small thing. It's no, actually, it's not. It's no small thing that they're right. playing a Herdazian card game. There's a reason why, though. It, co it comes up in this next little bit when they talk. Yeah. They talk oh, yeah. again because he says, that, "Okay, her, let's just true. cover." There's, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so the female says, uh, "You're saying you don't know how to play the game after all." The male began gathering up the cards. I should know. I should know Ken. So we get the name Ken. Yeah, Ken is probably the name of which the is cool. female. I think it's the female. Um, how many times did I watch them play, standing there with my tray of drinks? I should be an expert at this, shouldn't I? Apparently not, says right. the female. Very so, observant. So that's why that's why they're playing this game is because they used to watch their masters. They used to watch play, it, right? And play they it. think maybe in some kind of way that this is what people do is play this card game. Yeah, and he can't mm -hmm. quite remember it because. As we know from Eshenai in the interludes from past books, 
when you change mm-hmm. forms, things mm-hmm. change a little bit. You might not remember yes. some of the things you used to know, right? That's right. But also, if they were in doll form, it would may really make sense that they wouldn't remember anything because they're like just this blank slate of nothing. Yeah. Right? That's right. Well, the female stood and walked over to another group. They had the stolen sacks of grain. So Kaladin has confirmed that. Mm-hmm. Kaladin wished he Im- didn't immediately taste the mushy, awful stuff in his own mouth, right? Because he's looking at the soggy grain, the swollen yeah. grain sacks, yeah. and he's thinking, uh, I used to eat things similar to this. Yeah. Um, he'd been given unspiced, boiled talu on many occasions. Often he'd considered it a blessing. Right. Yeah, because that's what he would eat as a slave or whatever, right? Yeah. When you're hungry, starving, it's, you know, it's amazing what you'll find yourself capable of eating. Right. Getting by on, right? Um, this is wrong, Kaladin whispers to Syl. We've been so wrong. Where were the destroyers? What had happened to the beasts with the red eyes that had tried to crush Dalinar's army? the terrible hunting figures that Bridge Four had described to him. We thought we understood what was going to happen, Kaladin thought. I was so sure. Mm-hmm. Again, I, it's amazing. I can so relate. It's yeah. just... This is, this is what you've it, been saying to me for books now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, alarm. A sudden shrill voice calls, Alarm, you fools! Something zipped through the air. A glowing yellow ribbon. He's there, the shrill voice said. You're being watched beneath those shrubs. Kaladin burst up through the underbrush, ready to suck in stormlight and be away. The parchment seized cudgels made of branches or the handles of brooms. I like that too. I like that they have brooms (laughs) with them from their previous like their previous jobs in some yeah. ways yeah yeah and they're now using it as a weapon right. i thought that was kind of kind of cute um washington's a cute it's not cute but it's um it's interesting kaladin hesitated i could take them all in a fight even without stormlight yeah that's interesting he's looking at all the numbers of them and just thinking yeah. This isn't even a fight for me. Yeah, he says he's seen men hold weapons like that many times before. Most certainly Mm. he'd seen it in the chasms when training bridgemen. These were no warriors. So that tells us at the very least that these guys are not war form. And we know they're not war form because they don't have the carapace on their chest. But this is also another another example that they're not war form because they would have some kind of skill in fighting if they were war form. Mm Mm-hmm. Sil flitted up to him, prepared to become a blade. Hang on. Okay, going back a little bit to the alarm. Something zipped through the air, a yellow ribbon. Mm-hmm. Now, Sil's been described as a yellow ribbon. No, she is not. Is, She's not a yellow ribbon. She a, a, a oh, ribbon of blue light. R- ribbon of light. She's okay, always blue, so, right? So what's this, what's this yellow ribbon? Ah, Something zipped through the air, a glowing yellow ribbon, mm-hmm. a streak of light. So am I to assume that the streak of light is what really gave them away? I think like so, found dude. Them, saw them. I think that's what it is. 
Alarm! A sudden shrill voice called. Then mm-hmm. zipped through the air a glowing yellow ribbon streak of light in the dim afternoon shade. He's there, the shrill voice said. You're being watched behind those shrubs. It's why Kaladin couldn't find the other guard. Because the other guard was a spren. This the guard could have been a spren. Ribbon, okay. Is this yellow, yellow ribbon? I, I know, but here's my question. Is the voice saying alarm, alarm? Number one, is that a spren? Right. Is it a parshman? Okay. And and if so, is that parshman bonded to a spren? We don't know. Like, so did the spren inform a parshman? Parshman sounds the alarm because the parshman know, like the guard who's missing, mm-hmm. or the guard that be, was not. Cal expected right. them to have another right. guard, but have he another guard. find one. No, he couldn't. I, I would so, say that the, 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 the writing questions. in this is ambiguous enough that you don't necessarily really know the, the answers to those questions. Yeah. It feels oh, like... Dude, I've been wanting, I've been wanting like a parchment to join this experience of Spren, Bonds, mm-hmm. you know, increasing the size of the band, so to speak. Well, remember, um, we know that from that uh, um, prologue at the beginning of this book, when yep. Ishanai, um and Gavilar are talking, he says that Fabrials are pretty much what you guys do with your gem hearts. You take a spren into your gem heart and then you change forms. That's how they're able to change forms is right. by taking a different kind of spren into them and they change into that corresponding form. And he's like, we just right, retro, right. we like re, you know, uh, um, reverse engineered that and made Fabrials out of it. We literally created Fabrials yeah. by picking how you guys do your thing hmm. so it we've already had ex- like examples of it when they became storm form that's what they did yeah they found a different kind of spren and took it into themselves and became storm form crazy mm-hmm. it's so cool it's very cool um okay well i'm really curious as to this yellow ribbon of light mm-hmm. um Kaladin bursts up out of the underbrush. This isn't really a fight. They aren't, they're not warriors. The parchment seized cudgels made from branches or the brooms. Kaladin says, or sorry, Sylphlets up to him, prepared to become a blade. Mm-hmm. And Kaladin says, no. And then he held his hands to the sides, speaking more loudly. I surrender. Right. Great chapter. But he could, he could literally kill all of them. He knows that. Just by looking yeah. the way that they are standing and holding their weapons, he knows yeah. he can, but he'd rather, yeah. he's not here to kill them. He's here yeah. as a scout to find out information. And if that mm. means having to get captured, mm-hmm. right? Because he knows he could probably just get away anytime he wants. Yeah. Right? He can get away. You know, you know, you, you know what he wants? Okay. So he's lost. So he's lost in the sense that. He has, uh, you know, failed to roll his uh, stealth. His hide check is gone. Yeah. So his hide is. So he's he's found out. He's discovered, but that doesn't mean that he can't discover more. Right. And he can do so from a position of being captured. Right. Uh, at this point, so he's making an an interesting call. And also, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel like he doesn't feel threatened. He feels like this is an opportunity to turn something around. Right. Well, what is he? Ho- what's that I'm line that he always says? I'm hoping for big things here. From uh, uh, um, 
uh, from Way, uh, Way of what? Kings when he says uh, you have to turn a disadvantage into an opportunity or something like that. Right. The lesson. Right. That's right. From one of his like uh, sergeants or the one he learned the hard way because that's the guy who ended up killing. The, he was the reason why um, Tien died because he had to turn right. a disadvantage into a, an advantage or whatever. Into yeah. an, right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. A highlight for me, I don't know. Jeez, there's a few. I really like the the uh, ribbon of light um, thing and us thinking about, you know, the guard that's missing, mm-hmm. the potential of a parchment being bonded. Well, like it sounds like exactly like a spren, right? Yeah. Well, a ribbon of light that is the- A different color than know, what our ribbons of lights from before. It sounds like a different color right? spren. Right. And, and honestly, like, oh man, to bridge that gap of including the Parshman and Parshendi, mm. um, and bringing them into the fold of, uh, you know, that they can also bond with Spren and they, they know what Spren are yeah. or have a different word for them or, you know, there is another that. word that we've heard many times before. And I to will remind Spren? it to you now. It sure. was said at the end of the last book, maybe the word is void spren spren right. that come from him right from odium from odium right yeah. so just because it's a ribbon of light and it's fun and it's uh, uh like yeah. good times are are, are yeah. you know cuz cuteney cuteness there is an adversary yeah. here who may have you know motives so i just wanted to remind you of, yeah, yeah. of those well, terms yeah yeah like i said I well, and I have voiced, I think, to you just very vaguely. I don't really have a lot personally that I've developed in terms of rational, of rationale behind being uh, afraid of the spren. But I'm I, I'd be lying if I wasn't, you know, concerned that there's there's something more to all of this. For sure, there is absolutely. The and I think so, that this chapter anyway. has proven that to you, uh, to, to all of us. Yeah. That, so for that me, right. highlight for me, well, it's it's the scout. It's Kaladin the scout. Uh, Connecting that to myself being, uh, you know, not wanting to paint the Parshendi with that broad brush. And I think here, here's a great moment where it's fairly, where we're fairly sure that, um, that, uh, there's more to this, there's more to this group of people, um, and more to the story than just, you know, calling them void bringers, that they are indeed the void bringers. Right. Um, I think my highlight, I, 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 I initially wrote down my highlight as being like, you know, Jack was right Which one? or what or, or at the very least, oh, this, okay. this helps Jack's theory. <laughs> this um, helps. Yeah. But I have a new one mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure where, where I'm it? going with this, but I thought about the title and what it means yep. in the game. The game says, you said squires yep. can't capture. And then the other person said, yes. unless another card of mine is touching yours. And we know that the only right. squires we know in the, in the world of Roshar right now mm-hmm. are bridge four. And there's something they can't do without someone being close to them. So they can't do, they can't be Stormlight or, or, or Windrunner squires without Kaladin right. being close. You know, these squires, the, the squires can't capture unless another card of mine is touching yours. Unless Kaladin mm. is close to them, is touching them, they can't capture. They can't do the thing they want to do. Right. So 
I don't know if this is a that's kind of uh, cool if this is foreshadowing for something to do with bridge four like I know what the the outcome of this book is but never have I seen this chapter title as a potential um kind of hint at something to come so I don't know. Squires can't capture unless they have this other card near them. Right. So if Kaladin is away from them, they, they don't have their capture. full capability, so they can't they can't do the thing right. that they're supposed to do. They can't capture. And in mm. this case, in the yeah. game, it's capture. So yeah. Maybe this is just saying That's interesting. Cal, get back with your boys. Maybe that's just all it is. We want you yeah. guys together. Could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. Could be foreshadowing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I like Neat. it. Neat. Yeah. I like it too. Okay. Um, well, we have a piece of artwork mm, to cover mm. here in between going into 15. So now are these the, like the strata that were mentioned earlier from Shalon's drawings? From chapter that 13, she, that she had, Chaperone. I'll read you yes, this. Yes, from Chaperone. Yeah. She sauntered over to her art supplies and flipped open her sketchbook, looking for renditions of Veil she'd drawn instead of going to dinner with Sabariel and Polona. The first page mm. of the sketchbook was of the corridor with the twisting strata she'd passed through the other day, lines of madness curling towards darkness. So that's this picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lines of madness curling towards darkness so what a cool image this is it looks so scary mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 pretty creepy when you look into the abyss the abyss looks into you right <laughs> exactly um, yeah yeah it's it's pretty neat you know I, I like it i was wondering if it was confirmed that that's what it was depicting i i'd assumed so but yeah and she drew pages and pages of this stuff, like yeah. over 20. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, she couldn't understand the tower, right? She could, has, was having a hard time understanding the right. tower. Right. So. Couldn't understand it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, with all these lines and things like that, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it reminds me of pattern. Yeah. For with sure. With all the lines. But chapter 15, brightness, radiant. Wow. Yeah. This is a new, this is really, this is a new chapter, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. In this, in this yeah. story, yeah. Yeah. It's a new chapter. Um, I almost, so that's kind of interesting. In the, um, in the relief work on the, on the page, um, you've got the, the, the double eye, like the double, uh, pupil eye, of course, which we, have had reference to that in it's, way of kings. Yeah, it's, the, it's a symbol of the Knight's Radiant. Symbol of the Knight's Radiant. But we've got two two symbols of uh, of an individual with two faces here. Yeah. Um, I think they're very similar. <laughs> they're, they have meaning. Sorry, the, uh, the, the symbols are all like, these heads on, these, uh, on this relief work are all um, heralds. And I think okay. there's one of them that is... Um, a non-herald. He's got like a fox mask on him. We've literally mm. never talked about them. And. Well, we, I think we have just a little bit here. We don't and there, cover but... it. Like we don't try to find no. clues in them as every chapter. And maybe we should have started no, doing no. that. But it's, uh, it's something that we don't do. It's just something that we've left is out it, of our coverage. Is it something that we should do? No. I mean, maybe, but okay. that's not what our podcast is. Sorry, everyone. Okay. 
Well, anyways, uh, I was delighted that there are two, uh, two faces kind of similar. And of course the chapter covers the creation of a new face. Right. So I was, uh, kind of right. delighted. So that. after all that, I just said, we are now covering it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the excerpt is, I will express only direct, even brutal truth. You must know what I have done and what those actions cost me. Right. So that really does speak to Dalinar. It does, for sure. So Dalinar could and probably maybe should be the author of this. I mean, there are other people that I think that this could go towards. Mm -hmm. You must know what I have done and what those actions cost me. This Mm -hmm. definitely could be Shallan. I will express only direct, even brutal truth. Brutal truth. Truths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be Yasna still because there's a whole chunk of Yasna's story that is going unaccounted for with her time in Shadesmar. So it's and now o- her time with wit. Right. So however, there's, there, there's a lot is. of possibilities here, but you're right. Just the, even just the word inclusive brutal does feel down yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it could be, it could be a couple options. Um, Bright Lord Perel's body was found in the same area as Sadius's, Shallan says. That can't be coincidence. This tower is far too big, so we know where the murderer is prowling. Adolin is there and he says, yeah, I suppose. He lounged with his back against the wall, coat unbuttoned, while tossing a small leather ball filled with dried grain into the air and catching it again. I just think the murders could have been done by two different people. Okay, <laughs> this is kind of my <laughs> highlight a little bit for this chapter because he keeps bringing it up. Right. He keeps like kind of mentioning, well, you know what? After all, I think about, I, I think it's two people. I got I a really strong people, feeling. Don't ask yeah. me why, but I have a really strong <laughs> feeling. He's like giving up the, the ghost. Yeah. Um, consistently, I just... <laughs> I find it kind of comical. It is really awesome. It happens a few times. Um, I just think it's funny. Um, Same exact method of murder, Shalon says. Body positioned the same way. Nothing else connecting them, though, Adolin says. Sadius was slime, widely hated, and usually accompanied by guards. Perel was quiet and well-liked and known for his administrative prowess. He was less a soldier than a manager. Right. So he's highlighting the differences between the targets. Right. Which he believes the differences in the targets would indicate potentially different, different murderers. Mm-hmm. So he so desperately wants to find or suggest that there's another murderer here. Mm-hmm. If, if nothing, is, is it just simply like deflection on his part? Like he just doesn't. <laughs> for sure. I think for it is. sure. It's just yeah, it's a little bit of that for sure. Like it, I'm surprised to hear him say this because in some ways. Um, it would make a lot of sense for him to suggest that it was the one, one murderer, murder, not me. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, yeah. do you want to be found out to be the murderer of Sadius? It's, it's funny I because guess. he's lying and telling the truth at the same time, which right. is why. Interesting. Buzzkill actually pointed this out in his uh, info dump, but I'll bring it up now. Okay. Which is why. Sure. What? Pattern is humming happily on the wall near Adolin's head. He is speaking truth and lie at the same time and, the same and pattern time. is loving it <laughs> he's just humbly Del- mm. 
And Shalon doesn't even yeah. notice. She doesn't even realize. <laughs> like, why? He only does that when people are speaking lies and truth at the same time. It's weird that he he's yeah. humming right now. That's funny. Yeah. Same exact method of murder, body position, the same. Nothing else connecting them. The sun had fully set now, and they'd set out spheres on the floor for light. The remnants of their meal had been carted away by a servant, and Pattern hummed happily on the wall near Adolin's head. Adolin glanced at him occasionally, looking uncomfortable, which she fully understood. She'd grown used to Pattern, but his lines were strange. Yeah, so he's humming... And we know yeah. that one of the times he does hum is when people are lying. And so it's mm-hmm. just really, really cool. Thanks, Buzz, for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Wait till Adolin sees a cryptic in Shadesmar form, she thought, with a full body but twisting shapes for his head. Yeah, yeah that's going to be that's <laughs> yeah. going to be an, an image full a for, wake up call. for Adolin. It sounds yeah. like Shalon is maybe making plans to take him on a trip. Just can't wait to show him Shadesmar. I, yeah, you know what? I kind of... I didn't think on that enough, but I'm glad that you brought that up because like she expects it to happen at some point. Yeah. And that there's an element of openness that she does want with Adolin. Right. For sure. It, it may not include, it may not include Vale. It may not include all of her other illusions, personalities, right. characters. Yeah. It may not include those. Right. And it, and it may not include her past. Like what has happened with her parents. Right. Because I don't think that Adolin knows that. It's really great. These two are like falling for each other while still holding these secrets away from each other. It creates such cool tension. Secrets are important. Yeah. Was it? it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what they said uh, during their date, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Adolin tossed the little stitched ball into the air and caught it with his right hand. The one that Renarin amazingly had healed. She wasn't the only one practicing with her powers. She was especially glad someone else had a shard blade now. When the high storms returned and they began working the oath gate in earnest, she'd have help. Yeah, we knew we knew that from before with Renard, but I uh the fact that the sentiments are echoed is is nice. Yeah. These reports, Shalon says Sorry, did you want to say no, something? No, I, I maybe a little bit. Just 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 a quick second here. Um Yeah. You know, Renarin is learning stuff off page. Yes. And we don't get to um, see his discoveries of, you know, he told us that he told Adolin, yeah, I'm able to turn this into a sword, but we didn't get to experience that with him. And I think to myself, I wonder if there'll be a book where we'll have Renarin flashbacks and his flashbacks will be these moments where he's discovering what's happening to him. Right. Because that would be fucking cool, man. That would be really cool. Because you think his past, I mean, he's a yeah. young boy. He doesn't have much of a past. But the thing that he is, no. that we don't know about him, are the things that are happening off page. Right. These these conversations he's having with his spren, how he's learning to, he like how he's learning to do all these things, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. we'll see him scratching words onto a wall in his flashbacks. I don't know. I... Sorry, I got a little carried away. That's really cool. Well, I I like I like keeping Renarin in a way as a character that's, you know, he's the um you know, uh he's the secret, the slow burn or the secret weapon. Like he's the thing that you don't see coming. You're right, you're right. And if we know too much about him, then we can't Yeah, yeah, he won't be a surprise, right? He won't be right. It's better to have that mystery, but it would be really cool to have a revelation 
you know, books later. Yeah. And then you get to capture what he went through. Right. In those various um, sort of moments. Yeah, you're right. That, that, that would be interesting. Shalon says here, these reports, um, tapping the notebook against her hand, are both informative and useless. Nothing connects Perel and Sadius, save they're both being light eyes. That and the part of the tower they were in. Perhaps mere opportunity drove the killer's choice of victim. Um, let's just pause there. Both being light eyes, that could simply be the motive. Like in some ways, in some ways, like it would be as an author, it might be just fun to just lay out the motive right away. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's the first thing. They both light eyes. That's the reason. That's it. Yeah. Oh, but, but, but it could be because of opportunity. They were in the same area of the tower. Like you could add other, you know, motives of convenience or whatever. Um, it could just be that, that they're light eyes. Shalon doesn't let that cloud her ability to investigate this property though, uh, properly because a little later on on the page, she says, what if we've only noticed these two because they're light eyes? What if right. others have been murdered in this way? Right. Right. So I, Shalon is so fucking awesome. We need to, we need to expand the investigation. Yeah. Right. She's so great. Yeah. I want to see, mm-hmm. uh, a, like coming this fall on ABC, Radiant PD. Like she's just yes. like a private investigator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Pa- Shalon and pattern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like a Turner and yeah. Hooch, but like with your, yeah, your Turner spread. and Hooch, yeah, Shalon <laughs> pattern. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes, my let's, two, let's have it's that. It's like my let's two spren. She'd need to get an, get an extra spren, but it'd be like my two spren. My two spren. My yeah. two dads. Oh my God. I love it. Um, okay, so these reports uh merely light eyes perhaps the opportunity perhaps the opportunity drove the killer's choice you're saying someone happened to kill a high prince adelin says by accident right like a like a back alley murder outside a pub interesting choice that he says back alley murder kind of like what yasna did right yeah that's true right it's kind of interesting that he chose He's drawing that some scene. lines here yeah yeah Maybe, she says, Brightness Aladar suggests in here that your father lay down some rules on people moving alone through empty parts of the tower. I still think there might be two murderers. <laughs> actually, again, actually, I'm going to go back to what I said a few seconds ago. I got ago. a strong <laughs> hunch that... Right. You know, like, someone saw Sadius dead and figured they could get away with killing someone else, blaming it on the first fellow. Oh, Adolin, Shalon thought. He'd arrived at a theory he liked and now wouldn't let it go. Right. It was a common mistake warned of in her scientific books. Well, well, unless we, the readers, are really duped right. that, that Adolin, you know, didn't kill the, the, this second, like didn't kill Perel. Yeah. Then Shalon here is r- very wrong. Right. Of course she is. Yeah. But right. sh- traditionally she would be right that you right. once you come up with a theory, it's hard for you to get away from that theory. So tr- right. normally she'd be right, but she doesn't know that she's wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she doesn't know she's wrong. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, 
<laughs> Adolin did have one point, though. A high prince being murdered was unlikely to be a random chance. There were no signs of Sadius's Shardblade Oathbringer being used by anyone, not even a rumor of it. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. Right. Where's Oathbringer? Right, still unaccounted like, for. unaccounted for. <sighs> the only person that knows Maybe where it was, the... was Adolin. Was Adolin. We don't know. Maybe Adolin that's hasn't the told sleeping us... giant. Sorry, go ahead. The sleeping giant? What? That's the sleeping giant of this, of this book so far. Of it's, the investigation? Where's Oathbringer? Right. Where's the sword? Like, we talk about all these other characters... The, it, I mean, the book is called Oathbringer. Right. Where's the sword? Right. So the, the great thing is, is that it could still be lost. Adolin threw it in a planter outside. Yeah. It could still be there. More than yeah. likely, it was probably, that whole area was searched. But whoever found right. it would just need to hold on to it for seven days and make it disappear because then they bonded it and right. it's gone now. Because then they so, bond, yeah. Yeah, so... It's great because literally anyone other than a Radiant, because we know Radiants mm -hmm. can't really hold these kinds of shard blades because it like screams right. in their heads. But anyone right. non-Radiant could have that blade secretly, right? Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the gardener's got it. <laughs> the gardener. It's the gardener. Well, it's in the planter. Yeah. He was like, I'm just going to do these leaves. Whoa. What's this? What's this? <laughs> um, he's made it uh, into a. I, uh, he's made it into a shard rake, like a, sh a shard gardening got, tool. Yeah, shard rake. <laughs> a shard trowel. Yeah. Although I don't think they. I don't think only only spren blades can actually change form. I think a shard blade is the size it always is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that true. doesn't. My That's joke right. doesn't work. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay. Um, Adolin did have a point. Oathbringer, yeah, not even a rumor of it. Maybe the second death is a kind of a decoy, right. Shalon thought, rifling through the report again. An attempt to make it seem like random attacks. No, that seemed too convoluted, she says, and she had no more evidence for it than Adolin had for his theory. That did leave her thinking, though. Maybe everyone was paying attention to these two deaths because they hadn't happened to they hadn't happened to important light eyes could there be other deaths that they hadn't noticed because they'd happened to less prominent individuals if a beggar had been found in Adolin's proverbial back alley behind a pub would anyone have remarked upon it even if he'd been stabbed through the eye this is really good thinking here really and i love the fact that Shalon brings this up right not only is it just better investigating, but it also, I don't know, it, it, it sort of broadens the scope and makes this more about all of them as opposed to just the light eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to get out there among them and see what I, well, and it also, it, sorry, just to come back to that point, it, it sort of speaks to, you know, if a, if a lowly dark eyes is murdered right well who cares right why bother putting time into it investigating it drawing lines conclusions right. finding out answers forget it mm -hmm. not not worth our time i think she's thinking about it like we only have <clears throat> we only have part of the puzzle 
And if there are more pieces right. out there and we're disregarding right. those pieces because they're dark pieces, but dark eyed pieces, right. then we're mm-hmm. doing ourselves a disservice to this investigation, which yeah, is really right. cool. It is really cool. I need to go to get out there among them and see what I can find out. Remember she had plans to she, leave that night as Vale and go. Yeah. She right, wanted to be but, into the. But Aelon yeah. showed up and they ate dinner and now they're doing this stuff. So yeah. She opened her mouth to tell him that she would probably turn in for the night, but he was already standing and stretching. I think we've done what we can with that, he says, nothing toward, no, sorry, nodding toward the report, at least for tonight. Yeah, Shalon says, feigning a yawn. Eh, probably. So, Adolin says, takes a deep breath. There's something else. Which is my alternate title. Oh, something else? Something else. Oh, that's so perfect, bro. Yeah, something else. It's really good. I know. I <laughs> I really like it. It's one of the better ones that we've uh, we've we've found. Um brightness I mean brightness radiant. Brightness radiant is perfect. But it's so on the nose. Something it's else so is on the really nose, really good. But something else. Yeah. yeah. Um Shalon frowned. Something else? Why did he suddenly look like he was preparing to do something difficult? Is he going to break off the betrothal? A part of her mind thought, though she pounced on that emotion and shoved it back behind the curtains where it belonged. Okay, this isn't easy. I like that it's curtains. Yeah. Never look behind the curtains. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) like like Wizard of Oz. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, this isn't easy, Aelin says. I don't want to offend, Shalon, but... You know how I had you eat that man's food? Uh, yes, if my tongue is particularly spicy in the coming days, I blame you. Shalon, there's something similar that we need to talk about. Something about you we can't just ignore. She, she says, I... And then inside she thinks that I killed my parents, I stabbed my mother through the chest, and I strangled my father while singing to him. <laughs> rough. That's rough. That's rough stuff right there. It's so rough stuff. You, you, Aelin says, you have a shard blade. I didn't want to kill her. I had to. I had to. Aelin grabbed her by the shoulders, and she started focusing on him. He was grinning. You have a shard blade, Shallan, a new one. And that's incredible. I dreamed for years of earning my blade. So many men have spent their lives with that very dream and have never seen it fulfilled. And here you have one. And that's a good thing, right? She says, held in his grip with arms pulled tight against her body. Of course it is, Adolin says. But I mean, you're a woman. Um, was it the makeup that tipped you off or the dress? Oh, it was the breasts, wasn't it? Always giving us away. Always giving us away. Yeah. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, the breasts are always giving us away. Right. That's my alternative title is breasts. They're always giving us away. <laughs> Shalon, this is serious. She says, I know. Calming her nerves. Yes, pattern can become a shard blade, Adolin. I don't see what this has to do with anything. I can't give it away. Stormfather, she says, you want to teach me how to use it, don't you? Notice how she says, Stormfather, I can't give it away, but she'd like to. Right. Well, because it's a that's constant her, reminder of her killing her mom. I, right, right. But I just, I almost, I like it. I like it from that perspective, but I also like it maybe from the instinct perspective. 
like Shallan's true self perspective. Right. Right. Like get rid of the sword. Like yeah. that's her instinct. Abandon it. Like just, you know. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could give it away. Right. Yeah. You want to teach me how to use it, don't you? He grinned. You said that Yasna was a radiant too. Women gaining shard blades. It's weird, but it's not like we can ignore it. What about plate? Do you have that hidden somewhere too? It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> you women. Yeah. Like women driving. That's weird. But, it's weird. But we'll just deal yeah, with it, not... I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's silly. I, I mean, Adolin yeah. is pretty, pretty modern yeah. man in this Rosharian yeah. society. Yeah. He's he pretty is. progressive, but, you know. Yeah, it's a got, little, got, got, it's a, it's a got a ways much. to go. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, got he's, a ways to go. He's uh, yeah. he's Aitland. He's uh, you know, it's a bad look for you, bro. Yeah, he's a quarter of the way there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I like per, per, okay, first of all, let's just say mini highlight. He wants to train her. Yeah, and and it makes Dude, sense. This is um. Yes, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like when this when this chapter happened. When I was reading, it, I thought. Why hasn't this already happened? Right. You know, him, where's the introduction to Zale? Right. Hey, Zale, where, here's Shalon. Even better Go question. Nuts. Where the fuck is Zale? Yeah, that's another, you're right. Oathbringer and Zale missing. Where the fuck is mm -hmm. he? Because he, he would be back at the war yeah. camps. But if everyone's abandoned the war camps, where is that guy? Where is he? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. I'm glad you brought him up. I'd I hadn't forgotten about him, but it's nice to be Took reminded for granted that, he's, that he yeah. he's unaccounted for. We don't we don't know where he is right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, calming your nerves. <laughs> he's grinning. I like that he's got this this grin on. Um, do you have that hidden somewhere too? He says, not that I know of. Referring to plate. Um, her heart was beating quickly. Her skin growing cold, her muscles tense. She fought against the sensation. I don't know where plate comes from. Okay, what do you make of that? Fought against the sensation, getting cold, tense. Is it having to do with training? I think she's having... Or does having... it have dimension with plate? Um, I think plate is kind of a byproduct of what she's feeling right now. She's just talking mm -hmm. about plate. I think she's experiencing, like severe anxiety right now her heart's yeah. beating quickly her skin growing right. cold her muscles tense she fought against the mm -hmm. sensation she knows she's yeah. gonna have to make it into a sword or i'm uh, gonna be faced with it she's starting yeah. to have like a little bit of a panic attack i think yeah yeah and this is where radiant is born right mm -hmm. out of necessity because she doesn't like i know this it's feeling. not feminine right she doesn't like this feeling i know it's not feminine but who cares you've got a sword you should know how to use it, and custom can go to damnation. Oh, there we go. There, so he's okay, ladies. He's okay yeah. with you driving. He's totally fine with it. He's like, <laughs> he's, but it's weird. It's weird, but he's he's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, times they are changing. Times they are changing. He took a deep breath. I mean, the bridge boy can have one, and he's dark eyed. Well, he he was. Anyway, it's not so different from that. Right. Thank you, Shalon thought, for ranking all women as something equivalent to peasants. But she held her tongue. 
This was obviously an important moment for Adolin, and he was trying to be broad-minded. Okay, that is but, a, a huge, supremely elite sentence right there. When she what? she's saying thank you to Adolin, mm-hmm. a light eyes, a light eyes woman saying thank you to a light eyes man for ranking all women as peasants yeah, as, who are yeah. dark eyes. <laughs> like, right? You, that's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, and it's, well, it's ironic. It's like, you want to be light-eyed, but even within being a light-eyed, oh, wait, you're a light-eyed woman. Right. Therefore, yeah, it's, no car for you. <laughs> right. No car for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit much, but, um, she held her tongue. Um, I do like that she, uh, notices in him that he was trying. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying. You know how you know how some of these characters, like you brought up before, with a with uh, Elokar right. and Kaladin, mm-hmm. and that it matters when people are trying. Right, like they're not there yet. They're not perfect. They're not at their destination. Mm. They're still in journey. Yep, but they're trying. Yep, it's really it's kind of a theme to these books, right? Mm-hmm. But thinking of what she'd done pained her. Holding the weapon would be worse. So much worse. Yeah. She wanted to hide, but she couldn't. This truth refused to budge from her mind. Could she explain? So you're right, but great, Adolin says. Great. I I brought the blade guards so we won't hurt each other. I stashed them back at the guard post. I'll go fetch them. I love how he is just so eager. Yeah. And and you know, he has just no idea what she's going what's through. Going no, on. Absolutely. No. Well, she just hasn't told him, right? I know, but it's just, it's just so, you know, it's just, it's really cute that he wants to share, like, this is literally his calling is mm -hmm, sword fighting. mm -hmm. So he's like, we get to, I I get to tell you, uh, listen, I get to tell you about all the, uh, miniatures that I paint. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) He's so happy. I I personally don't doesn't want to ruin it. Yeah. 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 I, I, in fact, maybe that's my little highlight is that, you know, she's holding back this you know flood of drama and pain and you know this whole thing in order to protect him in his giddy yeah sort of uh state to, yeah to she doesn't want to disappoint him <clears throat> yeah she's actually again he's doing, acting kind of like he's actually kind of acting like how, how i do when you know i'm sitting playing video games and my wife's sitting next to me on the couch and she actually asks me about something in the game i'm like oh well let me tell you about the history of god of war yeah. <laughs> let me tell blah, you. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, let me explain. But really, but really what she's thinking and is, she's thinking, I really want to stop listening to this. Big eye roll. That's the first thing that happens. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Adolin runs off. He was out the door a moment later. Shalon stood with her hands stretched toward him, objections dying on her lips. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. She curled her fingers up and brought her hand to her breast, her heart thundering within. Mm, pattern says this is good this needs to be done mm-hmm. well the pat so pattern is advocating for the training right he's <laughs> advocating for the sword play yeah he knows he knows it's important important for what important for her to get over it and to use him as a weapon there's so many reasons why it's important i suppose I hope it's all for good though, right. Sean. That's my, that's my backup. Right. Against the wall thing. If it's for, if it's for good, 
then I agree. And and I'm glad you brought that up that it it will be a way for her to get over it. But as it turns out, though, it's it's not. not. It's she doesn't no, get over it. She, she literally creates, creates another persona to deal with to it. get over it. Yeah, right. It's it's like she's outsourcing this problem. Yeah, it's like she's a she's a CEO. And the company is Shalon Inc. And she's like, look, I got things to deal with. I'll give this to my vice <laughs> president I, to deal with. I, yeah, exactly. Vice President Radiant, you're promoted. Done. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You deal the with all my The all interviews my were quick. Yeah. Interviews <laughs> happened in a snap. Like, Veil vale is, uh, is the, like, mysterious... You know, one outside the office who like takes care. Radiant, she's like the comes cleaner. in for she's the interview. Like, yeah, <laughs> takes care of all the, pro- she's the, the professional. Problems. Yeah, the professional she's cleaner. The professional. <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, this is good. This needs to be done. Shalon scrambled through the room to the small mirror she'd hung from the wall. She stared at herself, eyes wide, hair an utter mess. I can't be this person. Pattern. I can't just wield the sword. Some brilliant knight on a tower pretending she should be followed. Pattern hummed softly a tone she'd come to recognize as confusion. The bewilderment of one species trying to comprehend the mind of another. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Any thoughts on that? Well, um, only that she, he hummed to confusion and she understood it. Yeah. Almost right. like uh, a Parsheni would hum to derision or to joy or to... Right. Yeah, so it's cool. It might not That's be the same like sound, no. but it's neat that she's picked up on it. Sweat trickling down Shalon's face, running beside her eye as she stared at herself. What did she expect to see? The thought of breaking down in front of Adolin heightened her tension. Her every muscle grew taut and the corners of her vision started to darken. She could, on- she could see only before herself, and she wanted to run, go somewhere, be away. No, no, just, just be someone else. You know how she's, we've had this, these couple of words, like, just be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just well, be someone else. Someone else, right. Yeah. So it's That's like. That's good, a, I didn't notice uh, that before. That's really good. Yeah, I got it. I got it in my little, it's not necessarily a highlight of mine, but it's because again, it, or maybe it is, but I want to celebrate this radiant, the arrival of radiant, mm-hmm. but again, it's the reason behind it. Just be someone else. Right. That's harsh, dude. Yeah, it's, it is, man. <laughs> I, it I'm is. not sure it's a step forward. And that's, that's like the I difference mean. between uh, Vale and this is that she created Vale for a specific purpose and she's creating Radiant to escape trauma, which is a little different, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just be someone else. It's I wanted to linger on it and see what your thoughts, but yeah, I, I guess we're both... It's kind of heavy. Yeah, it's nice. Hands, hands shaking, she scrambled over, dug out her drawing pad. She ripped pages, flinging them out of the way to reach an empty one, and then seized her charcoal pencil. Pattern moved over to her, a floating ball of shifting lines. Shalon, please, what is wrong? I can hide, Shalon thought, drawing at a frenzied pace. Shalon can flee and leaves someone in her place. So 
we've talked about this, didn't we not? Mm-hmm. About Shalon hiding, fleeing, mm-hmm. and how you and I were both hoping that those days were were done. You know, we're getting behind her. Mm-hmm. She's already spent so much time doing that. Right. This is a reversion. Well, we knew when she used her mother, her her killing her mm-hmm. mother as an ideal as a truth mm. for her order that sh- it would be on the forefront of her thoughts. She couldn't block right. it out anymore. And this unfortunately is the way she's deciding to deal with it. Don't hide Shalon. I feel like I'm in the movie theater already Don't looking hide. at him. Don't hide. He's behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because you hate me. Pattern says softly. I can die. Shalon. I can go. They will send you another to bond. Okay. Whoa. Really? He's willing Is that to true? sacrifice himself so that she doesn't feel bad about what I she did go. with him. You can kill me. I can go. And the I cryptics will send you another to bond. Maybe that should have been the alternate title for this one. I can go. No, some, something else is perfect. It is, but I'm just saying you're right to bring that up about Pattern's willingness to die. Yeah. He's to lay himself. Yeah. He's wi- yeah, he's ready really to die great. for her right now. Right. Yeah. That might be my new highlight. It's really great, dude. It's really awesome. That, that, that is a dude that yeah. would, that should have warranted a, a text to you when I read it the first time. I should have said, dude, that's a duder. A high pitched whine started to rise in the room. You know what would happen too is if Pattern died, he would become a regular shard blade. Yes. So he would be actually stay in the state in which she killed her mother. He wouldn't go away. She would just, he would die. Right. And then he would become a shard blade, an actual shard blade. So then she'd have to do something with that shard blade, like give it to someone or hide it or, or whatever. Okay, here's a, here's a question. Can a shard blade, so Spren has died. Right. Or whatever truly happens. Yeah, not, the uh, a Night Radiant could, has broken, still be mystery, their bond, broken their bond broken, with the, the Spren and it's died. Broken the bond, died, shard blade. Can that blade be destroyed? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's a, a, that, I don't think that's come up yet. I don't know if that's something that can actually happen. Okay. Um, a high-pitched whine started to rise in the room. One Shalon didn't immediately recognize as coming from the back of her own throat. Pattern's words were like knives to her side. No, please, just draw. Veil. Veil would be fine holding a sword. She didn't have Shalon's broken soul and hadn't killed her parents. She'd be able to do this. Again, I love referring to them in the third, or like mm-hmm. as if they're the, you know, the yeah. other people. She would be able just to do love this. it. Yeah. She, right. Not I can do this as Vale, but that she right. can do it. Yeah. Well, Dude. this is when that starts, right? Like she doesn't necessarily refer to Vale as another person until these panicked moments. Maybe in the previous right. chapter when she's talking about Vale, she does. That's right. But it's, yeah, this she, is a she, new thing. She's always kept Vale yes. as an illusion of herself, never referring to her right. as an as a separate entity. Right. No, no, that wouldn't 
What would Adolin do if he turned and found a completely different woman in the room? He couldn't know a veil. The lines she sketched, ragged and unrefined from the shaking pencil, quickly took the shape of her own face. But hair in a bun, a poised woman, not as flighty as Shallan, not as unintentionally silly, a woman who hadn't been sheltered, a woman hard enough, strong enough to wield this sword, a woman like like Yasna. Yeah. Yes, Yasna's subtle smile, her composure, her self-confidence. Shalon outlined her own face with these ideals, creating a harder version of it. Could she be this woman? I have to be, Shalon thought, drawing in stormlight from her satchel, then breathing it out in a puff around her. She stood up as the change took hold. Her heartbeat slowed and she wiped the sweat from her brow, then calmly undid her safe hand sleeve, tossed aside the foolish extra pouch she'd tied around her hand inside, and then rolled the sleeve back to expose her still-gloved hand. She immediately describes the pouch that she has her safe hand in as mm-hmm. silly. Silly. Like, that's not Shalon that's referring to her, the, this pouch as silly. This is radiant. radiant. Yeah. Right. It's like instantaneous. instantaneous. Yeah. 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 The creation it's is so fucking cool, bro. It's, it's really so cool. awesome. Good enough. Aelin couldn't possibly expect her to put on, on sparring clothing. She pulled her hair back into the bun and fixed it in place with hair spikes from her satchel. When Aelin returned to the room a moment later, he found a poised, calm woman who wasn't quite Shalon Devar. Right. Brightness Radiant is her name. She will go only by title. Right. That, that's, that's not a bad, uh, um, not a bad alternate title as well would be only by title. Yeah. Um, Aelin carried two long, thin pieces of metal that somehow could meld to the front of shard blades and make them less dangerous for use in sparring. Radiant inspected them right away. First mention. Mm-hmm. Radiant inspected them with a critical eye, then held her hand to the side, summoning pattern. The blade formed a long, thin weapon, nearly as tall as she was. Pattern, she said, can modulate his shape and will dull his edge to safe levels. I shan't need such a clunky device. That's really cool, right? Well, there's a few things. Um, It is really cool that he can modulate his shape. Um, but I shan't like that hasn't been used. I don't think by Shalon this whole series. Right. So not only do we have a new name, a new character, new creation, but the way she speaks. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Right. I shan't need such a clunky device. She says, indeed, patterns edge rippled dulling storms. That's handy. I'll still need one, though. Adolin summoned his own blade, a process that took him ten heartbeats. Right. And she was able to make him a, a, a pattern into a blade instantaneously. Instantaneously, yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's the difference, though, isn't it, between yep. these shard blades mm-hmm. and the spren blades? It is different, mm-hmm. yeah. Shallan glanced down, realizing she'd enhanced her bust in this guise, not for him, of course. She'd just been making herself look more like Yasna. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> the, the the cool thing is you just asked if that, that like that's one of the major differences between regular shard blades and, and uh, spren blades yeah and we have a clue of that early on in words of radiance when shallan mm-hmm. kills tin she says she doesn't need to wait 10 heartbeats the 10 heartbeats, but she yeah. is waiting to give herself some time so she could have summoned that blade and kill, right. uh, and, and just like whenever she wanted, but she was waiting. She was giving herself 10 mm-hmm. heartbeats because she was trying to wait for the right moment to summon it. Right. So right. these are just little things that are in there that we don't really know have any significance until later when we realize the difference between these two types of blades. Right. Adeline's sword finally appeared with a thicker blade than her own sinuous along the sharp edge with with delicate crystalline ridges along the back he put one of the guards on the sword's edge radiant put one foot forward blade lifted high in two hands before her head oh, i love that image mm-hmm. she's got it held back with two hands yeah. that's awesome hey Adeline says that's not bad shallan did spend quite a lot of time drawing you all shallan did not, I spent quite a lot of time drawing you all. Radiant is referring to Shalon as a different person. Do you think that Adolin picked up on this? I don't think so. And I don't just... Hmm. I don't that think was so. What I, that's what I wanted to ask you is if he was like, huh? Yeah, he, he said... Because the next says, bit yeah, here... Go ahead. He thought he, so Adeline nodded thoughtfully. He approached and reached toward her with a thumb and two fingers. She thought he was going to adjust her grip, but instead he pressed his fingers against her collarbone and shoved lightly. Radiant stumbled backward, almost tripping. A stance, Adeline says, is more about, so he does does not pick up on that. Yeah, exactly. A stance is about more than just looking great on the battlefield. It's about footing, the center of balance and control of the fight. Noted. So how do I make it better? Again, I, I gotta say the tone, choice of words, noted. Right. I don't think Shalon would have... Said stuff like that? Said that yeah. if she was training. I just, I don't. Um, I'm trying to decide. Everyone I've worked with before had been using a sword since their youth. I'm wondering how Zale would have changed my training if I'd never even picked up a weapon. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense, right? Absolutely. Because Adolin, when he started training with Zale, had rudimentary weapon experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But with none, where do you, how, do you, how do you begin? From what I've heard of him, Radiant said, it will depend on whether the, there are any convenient rooftops nearby to jump off. Right, because she remembers Renarin's training with the plate was that. <laughs> That's right. really funny. Jumping off, right. That's how he trained with plate, Adolin said. This is blade. Should I teach you dueling, or should I teach you how to fight in an army? I shall settle, Radiant said, for knowing how to avoid cutting off any of my own appendages, Bright Lord Colon. So, Bright Lord Colon, he asks, so he catches that. Right. But, but I have to say, I shall settle for knowing how to avoid cutting off any of my own appendages. 
That does sound like Shalon, a Shalon response. It's got it a sounded like, little bit of humor uh, in it. For now, how about, how, yeah, it's yeah. got a little humor in it. Yeah. So I, f- I found that that line was like, oh, okay, there's Shalon kind of surfacing a little bit. Right, but then she shuts that down by calling him Bright Lord she shuts Colin. It, <laughs> and she shuts it down because we get the whole too formal, right? Right. That was how Radiant would act, of course. But she could allow herself some familiarity. Yasna had done that. I was merely, Radiant said, attempting to show the respect due a master from his humble pupil. Adolin chuckled, please, we don't need that. But here, let's see, what can we do about that stance? Over the next hour, Adolin positioned her hands, her feet, and her arms a dozen times over. He picked a basic stance for her that she could eventually adapt into several of the formal stances, the ones like wind stance, which Adolin said wouldn't rely on strength or reach Mm -hmm. as much as mobility and skill. She wasn't certain why she'd bothered fetching the metal sparring sleeves as the two of them didn't exchange any blows. Other than correcting her stance 10,000 times, he spoke about the art of the duel, how to treat your shard blade and how to think of it as an opportunity, or sorry, how to think of an opponent, how to show respect to the institutions and traditions of the duel itself. Some of it was very practical. Shard blades were dangerous weapons, which explained the demonstrations on how to hold hers, how to walk with it, how to take care not to slice people or things while casually turning. Other parts of his monologue were more mystical. Mm -hmm. The blade is part of you, he says. The blade is more than your tool. It is your life. Respect it. It will not fail you. If you are bested, it is because you failed the sword right i love that me too it's really cool <laughs> i really really love that it's and, not that you were and it, it's, it's it's not that you were bested it's because you failed the sword right and it's cool because like it shows that there's a partnership there which is even more so with the radiance and their spren right it's really neat mm-hmm. it is really neat um yeah i really that's interesting don't fail the sword you know, is it the creation of, so you have a weapon, you have a blade, it can do great harm, mm-hmm. but failing the sword would be to turn that sword into something that is a weapon of destruction, let's say, right? or malevolence. You're doing a disservice because you're now turning that sword into something that it may not have necessarily been intended in its creation. Right. In this version here, he's saying though, that, um, the sword will not fail you. Right. So don't fail it by, don't fail it. by, yeah. by not besting, you know, the person that you're using it against kind of the thing yeah. where, you know, if you don't, don't miss, if you're going to draw a gun, don't miss. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I was just, I was more going into it in a philosophical sort of sense, I think. Um, Well, I mean, we, in, uh, well, this is an aside, but, um, you know, when a weapon is made, you know, is it intended to, to do that? Is it intended to kill? Um, When more than one is made, right, to what other purpose can there be? Radiant stood in what felt like a very different pose. Blade held before herself in two hands. 
She'd only scraped pattern on the ceiling two or three times. Fortunately, most of the rooms in Irithiru had high ceilings. Right. Adolin gestured for her to perform a single, simple strike, as they'd been practicing. Radiant raised both arms, tilting the sword, and then took a step forward while bringing it down. The entire angle of movement couldn't have been more than 90 degrees, barely a strike at all. Adolin smiled. You're catching it. A few thousand more of those, and it will start to feel natural. We'll have to work on your breathing, though. My breathing? He nodded absently. Adolin Radiant said, I assure you, I have been breathing without fail my entire life. That's Shalon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the little quick, quick quip that comes out. That's Shalon. That's not necessarily Radiant. Yeah, he said, that's why you're going to have to unlearn it. How I stand, how I think, how I breathe. I have trouble distinguishing what is actually relevant and what is part of the subculture and superstition of swordsmen. It's all relevant, Adolin said. Eating chicken before a match? <laughs> well, maybe some things are personal quirks, but the swords are part of us. I know mine is part of me, Radiant said, resting the blade at her side and setting her gloved safe hand on it. I've bonded it. I suspect this is the origin of the tradition among shardbearers. So academic, Adolin said, shaking his head. You need to feel this, Shalon. You need to live it. Mm -hmm. That would not have been a difficult task for Shalon. Radiant, however, preferred not to feel things. Yeah. Not to feel things she hadn't considered in depth beforehand. It's funny, eh? Like, I have this, like, marked in my notes here as, like, kind of significant mm. because this character that she's created of Radiant already knows how she feels about certain things, already has mm -hmm. in-depth feelings about how mm -hmm. she conducts herself. It isn't just a name and a face. It's not an illusion. There is an in-depth mm -hmm. purpose to this character, yeah. right? Have you considered, she said, that your shard blade was once a living spren, wielded by one of the knights Radiant? Doesn't that change how you look at it? Adolin glanced toward his blade, which he'd left summoned. Strapped with the sheath and set across her blankets, I've always kind of known. Not that it was alive. That's silly. Swords aren't alive. I mean, I've always known there was something special about them. It's part of being a duelist, I think. We all know it. Hmm. She let the matter drop. Swordsmen, from what she'd seen, were superstitious, as were sailors, as were... Well, basically everyone, but scholars like Radiant and Yasna. It was curious to her how much of Adolin's rhetoric about blades and dueling reminded her of religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, His rhetoric about blades and dueling reminded her of religion. I liked it. Like she goes on to explain it a little bit here, what she, what she means. I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of like it. I think it, it, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a good metaphor or a good analogy. Mm -hmm. How strange that these Alethi often treated their actual religion so flippantly. In Yaakoved, Shalon had spent hours painting lengthy passages from the arguments. It's um, one of the books. Yeah, one of the books. You'd speak the words out loud over and over, committing them to memory while kneeling or bowing before finally burning the paper. The Alethi instead preferred to let the Ardents deal with the Almighty like he was some annoying parlor guest who could be safely distracted by servants offering a particularly tasty tea. <laughs> it's like interesting. It. Yeah. 
Adolin let her do some more strikes, perhaps sensing that she was growing tired of having her stance constantly adjusted. As she was swinging, she, he grabbed his own blade and fell in beside her, modeling the stance and the strikes. After a short time of that, she dismissed her blade, then picked up her sketchbook. She quickly flipped past the drawing of Radiant and started to sketch Adolin in his stance. Mm -hmm. She was forced to let some of Radiant bleed away. No, stand there, Shallan says. Yeah, like that. She sketched out the stance. Now strike and hold the last position. He did so. By now, he'd removed his jacket, standing in only a shirt and trousers, and she liked how that shirt fit him. Even Radiant would admire that. She wasn't dead, just pragmatic. She looked over the two sketches, then resummoned pattern and fell into position. Hey, nice, Adolin says, as Radiant performed the next few strikes. Yeah, you've got it. He fell in beside her. The simple attack he'd taught her was obviously a poor test of his skills, but he executed it with precision nonetheless, and grinned and started talking about the first few lessons he'd ever had with Zale long ago. His blue eyes were alight, and Shallan loved seeing that glow from him, almost like stormlight. She knew that passion. She'd felt what it was to be alive with interest, to be consumed by something so woefully that you lost yourself in the wonder of it. Yeah, so that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. Is her, her being, being so consumed yeah. by something, like losing yourself in the wonder of it. Yeah, Shallan, but not talking about Adolin as you're observing. It's about you. Right. For her, it was art, but watching him, she thought that the two of them weren't so different. Sharing these moments with him and drinking of his excitement felt special, intimate, even more so than their closeness had been earlier in the evening. She let herself be Shallan in some of the moments, but whenever the pain of holding the sword started to spike, Whenever she really thought about what she was doing, she was able to become radiant and avoid it. This is like literally proof of what you were just saying. You know, she'd be using the sword, she's radiant, and then she would have a quip. She'd let herself be Shalon a little bit, and then back and forth throughout the whole evening, ebbing and flowing from these two different things so that, so that she could enjoy these moments with him as Shalon, but also use the sword as radiant. You know, Adolin is the duelist, and it could be that her duel is going to be between these creations of hers. Yeah, it's not a bad thought. She was genuinely reluctant to see the time end, so she let it stretch into the late evening, well past when she should have called a halt. At long last, Shallan bade a tired, sweaty farewell to Adolin and watched him trot down the straddle-lined hallway outside a spring to his step, a lamp in his hands, blade guards, held over his shoulder. Shallan would have to wait another night to visit taverns and hunt for answers. She trailed back into her room, strangely contented for all that the world might be in the middle, in the middle of ending. That night she slept for once in peace. Nice. It's a nice chapter. It's really, there's it's a, a nice lot chapter, happens, but it's, uh, there, it's not a lot that happens. There's actually one main thing that happens, but mm -hmm. I do like that it ends on like a nice moment where she's like, she really appreciated 
the time spent with mm-hmm. Adolin. Like it really, you know, mm-hmm. just because she became this other person for a little bit of it right. did not right. mean that she did not enjoy her time with Adolin and that it didn't make them closer. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I think it, it hopefully is a reminder that, you know, potentially, you know, Radiant or Vale or these others may not get in the way that Shallan could still you know, have there, yeah. a grasp. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I may not, I might be worrying for nothing. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's a great, it's a great chapter. Cool, man. Highlights, take your pick. I mean, what's your highlight? I mean, my, it's crazy. My highlight is that, um, Adolin just really likes going on dates and investigating murders. He just, that's like his whole <laughs> it's his thing. He just <laughs> likes that. That's, you know, when he's asked yeah. on like a, a dating show, like, Hey, what's your perfect date? He'll say investigating a murder, a murder, baby. <laughs> like, that's just what he likes to do. What he likes to do. Yeah. yeah. If, he's, if he's on a dating program, uh, you know, a uh, mystery, mystery guest number one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, My, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on homicide on a first? It needs to be investigated. Um, yeah. Let's go on a date. Um, the, the other yeah. highlight obviously is that you are two for two in these two chapters. The first chapter okay. kind of lends oh, yes. some proof that you were right about having misgivings about calling the Parshendi, the, the broad bad guys. Brush. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. yes, again, you were worried that Shalon might lose herself in these yep. illusions she was creating. You've said that before yep. many times. And yep. there, this is a little bit of proof of that too, that, uh-oh, things might, could start getting away from her a little bit here. Yeah, maybe. So it depends... <sighs> Whether or not you know, that's a know, factor in the future of these books is yeah, remain yeah. to be seen. But we, yeah, we, for right we, we now, to be seen. just yeah, examining yeah. this chapter, I like the fact mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's proving no. you right here and it's great. And I like that. <laughs> so in essence, my I'll highlight for both these chapters is you, which I always like it there when you it's go. us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. I like in the first chapter, the scouting, like Kaladin, the scout, um, that's probably my highlight for this chapter. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, uh, well, becoming radiant is my highlight. Right. So as a first time reader, sure. I mean, I I have to pick that moment. Um, you know, a smaller highlight is, uh, you know, it's, it's Adolin wanting to train her. Right. That's really cool. It's him wanting to make her better. You know, like she's already, she's already, you know, above him in many ways, uh, in terms of, well, she's, she's light eyes. She's, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. He knows that. She's radiant. She's beautiful. Like she's she, an artist. She's, yeah. She's, she's a night radiant. radiant. But now he's like, going to try to make her into a great warrior as well. A good fighter right. too. And that's, right. and he doesn't, he doesn't like, you know what? I better not make her a good fighter because at least, at least I have that on her. But he's okay yeah. with making her as cool and as awesome as possible. Or I, not making her, but at least helping her become as cool as helping possible. Helping her become. Yeah. Honorable mention, though, I think we have to say is mm. Pattern saying that he'd be okay dying oh, yeah. to save Dude. Shalon any more I heartache. Can go. Oh, I can go. Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Because I really think he means it. I think he means it, too. I absolutely think he means it. Like, you know, these, yeah. these k- k- spren at the very least, the cryptic that we know, which is pattern hasn't shown much, 
um, emotion. Sills shows a lot of it, but Pattern doesn't. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is a very, very touching moment. Like, I will die to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And also, like, just thinking about the other, the other Spren, uh, in terms of personalities, I'm not so convinced that, you know, Wendell would say, I can go. Right. I'm, I don't even know about Syl. I mean, I, I would like to say that Syl would do that for Cal. Mm-hmm. But Pattern, you're right. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's... That might have to eke out ahead of the other highlights. Man, we can talk it's, about... It's pretty great. Like, we, we literally have the two smallest chapters in the entire book here grouped together, and we've done almost two <laughs> hours on it. Like, I, at the beginning of the show, I said, like, it's a mini-zode. This like, will be a half an hour. It's going to be a, a super small hour. episode, and we've been fucking talking for almost two hours. So let's, on Amazing. that note, let's get to the info dump. Uh, we don't have a lot, because okay. it's just a little bit of material here. The info dump. Uh, we meet a couple of Parshmen who are, are playing cards. Maybe they're in work form. Uh, they're definitely not in doll form one of them's named ken like barbie and ken i think but with a h yeah I think ken. that's in there mm-hmm. um it's we, a Kahen. we uh, uh find out that they're playing cards which is uh the cards are made out of lacquered wood and it looks like it's a hardasian card game which is really awesome um there we find out that the alethi parchment have marbled white and red skin uh, which is deeper than the uh, uh deep red and black that the listeners were. So Eshenai, Venli, they were a deep red and black and the Alethi parchment are white and red. So a little different in the, like the cultural, um, look of these different types of, of peoples. Um, then that's it for chapter 14, 15 here. Traditionally in shard bear culture, women uh, or dark eyes don't necessarily have a, a shard blades, which leads to Adolin's um, kind of stereotypes and stuff that he, he brings up. Adolin's shard blade is described here as a thicker blade than her own, sinuous along the sharp edge with delicate crystalline ridges along the back. I always love the way his looks. It's got all mm. these like crystals forming on the back half of his sword, which is really awesome. Um, they use the blade guards, which normally you put on a shard blade, but we know that pattern can kind of change his size, which is also his mm-hmm. um, sharpness, which is really cool. Um, you, uh... Oh, and the last thing was that uh, Buzzkill Joe wanted to remind us that Pattern was humming when Adolin was not being necessarily truthful, which is a nice little secret Mm -hmm. in there. So, yeah, it's an awesome episode. Um, Mm -hmm. We are not going to read the full list of patrons again today. We are just going to steamroll ahead here and finish the episode. Uh, But we do want to say thank you very much to the Patreon team. Um, We love you very much, and thank you very much for being inspirations to us to do this show. Thank you to all the listeners for listening. We, you know, this is uh, two or three episodes into the release here of of Oathbringer, and you guys are are not failing us you're coming out and listening and we really appreciate it we really love all the feedback that you uh when you reach out um if you want to become a patron if you're not already and you want to become a patron to be able to get into that discord server and talk with the rest of the community and be involved in some of these libraries that are coming up um you can do so at patreon.com slash heroes of and uh just check out everything we have to offer on patreon um if you do want to reach out to us which we love you can do so at heroes of at gmail.com you can do so on the storm pod on instagram or you can join the uh subreddit for the storm pod or the facebook page so yeah um jack the next two chapters we're doing actually i think if i'm not mistaken we're only Mm. doing one chapter 
Really? I think so. Yeah. I think this is the chapter okay. where we're only doing one chapter. I'd have to... Is this... Is this the humongous chapter that uh, no, the, is the, apparently the, in this book? No, there's one humongous chapter in this book and it's in like yeah. the last part. It's in part five. But this is a oh, chapter okay. that okay, I think gotcha. that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, episode nine. Where are we here? Nine, nine would be nine. chapter 16. No. So yeah. Cha- uh, so episode nine, we're doing 16 and 17. It's episode 10. That's oh, okay. one chapter. So we are doing two chapters oh, next, 16 okay. and 17. Two chapters. So make sure okay. you get reading, bro. And we will record as soon as we can. <laughs> uh, bet. so thanks everyone for listening. We uh, love you very much until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra.